This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here! It's the Catalina wine mixer, baby. It's about to get really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's been getting stupid since 10 a.m. this morning. Welcome, everybody, to the Sky Authority, February 2nd, 2013. Chuck Morrison with me, Mr. Jonathan. I'm David Garofalo, and we are back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, where today we will smoke two cigars. And uh, that because it is the Cigar of the Year Award today. We are going to announce the real Cigar of the Year. The Cigar of the Year. We're going to talk a little about sports today. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. We get a little quiz for you to take. Uh, And uh, we'll talk to you about Jose Blanco's Cigar Symposium that we sat in on last night. Very, very interesting. Very, very good. And uh, we got some cigar news and events and lots more this week. So stay tuned. Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, the Mexican hairless, bringing you the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. He's got no mustache. No mustache. He shaved his mustache and beard. (laughs) Uh, we are the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. And this week, we are in Seabrook. Uh, New Hampshire. Seabrook, New Hampshire. We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist that you smoke along with us, and you can catch us on any of the seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers radio network, or just tune in on the thecigarauthority.com, or... Catch the podcast, iTunes. or catch us tomorrow, our replayed show, which means in two Sundays you'll be able to catch this show uh, on thecigarstation.com. We're everywhere, and we're growing, and we have maybe big news coming up real soon of uh, other places you're going to be catching us, because we're growing. We're growing bigger. You're getting bigger. It's time to eat like me. It's Don't ridiculous. think you can eat like me and become me, because it doesn't work like that. But anyway. I let- smoke what you smoke. I eat what you eat. And you work and where I, I work. be you. In no time flat. Boy, I just got that fake buzz. Like you think the phone is in your pocket. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Oh, the phantom. The, the phantom, phantom text message. But the, my phone is on the table, and I feel it in my pocket like it did. Maybe something's happened to me, a little stress or something's going on. Uh-oh. Pass me one of those cigars. All right. We are going to smoke the 2011 Cigar of the Year, last year's Cigar of the Year, which is Ortsack, uh Bulletproof from um, the Cigar Agency and Victor Vitale, and this is what, what won last year um, for the Cigar of the Year, a cigar that came out last year, and uh, we thought uh, it was the best. I'm hearing phones ringing. <laughs> that, is not, that is not me. Mine is on silent. Okay. Um, so uh, we're going to smoke this to say uh, a fond farewell for um, the Cigar of the Year because uh, we will not call this the Cigar of the Year anymore uh, after well, the next like break. Well, is it the president where you're always the president? No matter what, in 1962, George George Herbert Walker Bush is Mr. President forever, and the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, the governor, he is the governor forever. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, right? Yeah, even though they're no longer in those positions, so this is the Cigar of the Year forever, but it just happens to have a title, Cigar of the Year 2011. 
So we're going to announce the 2012. We had great contenders, uh, and I, we put, those that uh, listen to the show often, we, we, we talked throughout the whole process of how it happened and, and how we ended up picking contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And uh, every year, cigars get tougher and tougher because I, I think premium cigars get better and better. Uh, this has been the best year ever for cigars. Jose Blanco said it best that it's, a, it's an evolving process. You will never get to the point where you know everything about cigars and the production thereof. Never will you ever get to the point where you know everything because it's an ever-evolving field. He knows a lot. He knows a lot. He did a one-hour cigar symposium last night. That lasted to 50 two hours. People. Lasted two hours, and I'll tell you, everybody was paying attention. Nobody right. left. It, it went right to the very end. and he Some people at, were so enthralled by his performance, Chuck, that they talked through the entire thing. I'm not going to mention David's name. Cigar Idiot on the chat box here said it was a great time. He learned a lot. He was there. Yeah. Nice. And he doesn't call, have to call himself Cigar Idiot anymore because he learned so much <laughs> that he probably is uh, an aficionado or a connoisseur or a... Uh, he knows the stuff because you learned... Just about everything last night as far as how to taste a cigar. This was a, a, a process. We'll get into it uh, later on, but it, it, it was a process of five different wrapper leaves. Um, what do you want to go? Striped across yeah, the, the cigar. Yeah, concentric circles going up the shaft of the cigar. So uh, I still like uh, Ortsak. Yes. I've been smoking a lot of it all year anyway. Good choice. Uh, we're talking a good, uh, moderately priced six dollar cigar. Around six dollars, yeah, six uh, seven dollars. Uh, so this year um, we had uh, lots of uh, great contenders, as I say. Um, the reason uh, something gets picked is because of the 500 contenders pack that we sold. Uh, 500 people got a seven pack, eight pack, eight pack, eight pack of cigars. Uh, those were all the contenders. They would have a special uh, email address to send it, uh, their choice to, which we will give lots of consideration um, of how, how people uh, thought. Another reason what way we do it, another reason for um, a percentage of what uh, our choice is going to be, is going to be how people voted with their wallets. That is somebody buying the cigar as a contender pack, and then we follow that person, unbeknownst to them, not only they bought the pack, but what did they buy after they bought the pack? They might have voted for brand A, but they buy continuing brand B. When they do that, they have voted now with their wallet, which is actually a stronger vote than a vote just saying, I like this the best. Now, I, I wasn't involved from, uh, from start to finish on this one because you, you, you actually receive the emails and, and do a lot of yeah. the back-end stuff. So what about in the case of a cigar... When it runs out, would, is that considered unavailability at that point, or is that considered that it sold so well that it was out? Well, that, that's a, uh, the cigar, in order to be a contender anyway, has to be available. So okay. a limited release that you just can't get a hold of, or somebody that puts out a brand, let me say Liga Pavada, for instance. Liga Pavada, great cigar, things sells very well. We mostly don't have the cigar, and it's not because we're misordering. We order a whole bunch. Or, in this case, Liga Pavada, you don't order it, you get it when you get it. It's no good. It just it, comes in. They it, tell do, us. it doesn't end up working. That doesn't make it not a great cigar. It can't be the cigar of the year because we can't get it. If we choose to say, you know what, I think uh, 30 boxes of this is enough for now, and we run out of it, that's shame on us. Uh, and we call the place up, and boom, we get some more. This is the case of uh, one of the, the cigars that we have here that we ran out, and we ended up getting it. I'll also tell you early on, there was a clear winner 
uh, very early on on this. Day. First couple of weeks. Oh, my like God. Boom. Oh, it, it was 50% of all the votes uh, went to one cigar, and the other 50% went to the other seven mixed up. So uh, there was a clear uh, victor. All of a sudden, um, they, the other one started rising, and, and we said, oh, this looks like it's going to be a horse race here. Well, it, no one ever got past this one that ended up winning, and then the other one took off. And to be honest with you, it ended up being a landslide victory, which is very, very odd for that to happen in uh, the 20 years we've been conducting Cigar of the Year um, uh, choices. And you say conducting, that's a great choice of the words because it really is an evaluation. You're conducting a survey over the course of months to see what the real true Cigar of the Year is. The newcomer where it's going as far as sales, where it's going as far as votes, packaging, everything gets gets taken everything into counts. consideration. Everything counts, and uh, it wouldn't have been, none of these cigars would have been contenders if it wasn't for their availability and that they all also produced uh, big for us before. And when I say us, uh, I, for those that don't know, I own three retail shops myself. I have a mail-order company myself, so we judge it through that because that nobody else shares information with me. So what happens within those three stores and the mail-order company is a big indicator uh, what I'm able to look at anyway. Uh, we also take the opinions of the employees uh, that work, 18 employees that work for us. They are all connoisseurs and professionals at cigars. They know not everything about cigars, but they know an awful lot, uh, maybe more than the average uh, average person. So uh, we take that into consideration. Everything we can possibly do to come up with um, an accurate uh, opinion. And the, and the thing is, we don't own the cigar brands. We don't. Um, we're not manufacturers at all. We do not get free cigars from these people. We they have try. Buy, yeah, they, they try, <laughs> but we insist on paying that bill. Yeah, and, um, you know, do we have advertising on the show? Yes. Um, I believe nobody we have as an advertiser was even a contender. Is that possible? Let's see here. No. It looks like the answer to that question is no. No, so, see, that worked out good. So, uh, is, it, is it possible it could happen? Yes, because we take advertising, but luckily enough, we don't have an advertiser that uh, uh, is a contender. The contenders are C.O. Jones. This is a cigar from Jose Blanco that was in yesterday. His cousin, Hochi Blanco. Hochi, which is really Jose also, but they call him Hochi. Hochi so is J-O-C-H-E. So as not to get the two confused. Yes. Uh, Hochi Blanco. Because they're both somebody. I mean, yes, they are. They're the real deal, they're both the, of them. Yep. They know their stuff. Yep. You wouldn't want to confuse them, although if you did, you got the wrong one, not a big deal. No. Hochi is in the Dominican Republic, and and now we know that uh, Jose Blanco is operating out of Nicaragua, at the Hoya de Nicaragua factory, but C.O. Jones is Hochi's uh, cigar. C&C Corojo, which is uh, Mike and Joe Cusano, who used to be Cusano Cigars, they came out with C&C. Uh, they have a Connecticut, a Maduro, but we chose the Corojo. Let me just turn this off before you say the next one. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, please. La Duena, <laughs> which Mr. Jonathan got in trouble for uh, uh, playing some excerpts, still, whatever. I'm still very sorry about that. Yep. Uh, La Duena is Pepin Garcia. Uh, now it's clapped. That's better. Pepin Garcia's uh, brand um, that I guess was blended in combination with his daughter, and Pete Johnson yes, from Tatuaje. Uh, Atabe, which is the brand out of Costa Rica, um, a brand new uh, cigar manufacturer, and um, he has a few different brands, um, Bandolero, 
um, Byron. Byron and Atabay, and uh, we chose uh, Atabay of his new products that came out. Um, uh, Inch, which is Ernesto Perez Carrillo, yes. EP Carrillo, um, he was originally from La Gloria Cubana, later started his own company with his family, EP Carrillo. Inch is, uh, if this wins, would be the the, the thickest uh, cigar of the year ever. It's uh, 60 ring gauge. Inch meaning... Starting, uh, yes, yeah, starting in the starting 60 in range. Starting in the 60s. Uh, a, uh, why he calls it inches, 66 ring gauge. A 66 ring gauge is one inch across. So uh, inches, uh, what he calls the brand. Um, Estelo Cubano. Estillo Cubano. Estillo. In case it's the cigar of the year, I better learn how to pronounce better it. Better pronounce it. <laughs> Estillo Cubano is a Honduran cigar, uh, pretty full-bodied. I would say it would be the most full-bodied cigar if it was to win. Um, you got United Cigar, which is a uh, a cigar brand uh, that I am part of, uh, not um, of the organization of United Cigar Retailers, uh, and that is a new brand that came out. It's a box press cigar. Has a box press cigar ever won? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge either. Uh, and then we have Origin Maduro, which a Maduro has never won before. Origin is Jesus Fuego's yes. uh, Origin Maduro, and. Um, as much as we had it for more than a year, uh, it only came out commercially to everybody for just a year. Uh, it was test marketed. It happened to be test marketed through our store, um, which gives it no extra points or anything like that. We we, we did a favor yep. for Jesus and, and test marketed. Another dude that really knows his stuff. I would oh, be yeah. curious to hear his take if he ever did a cigar symposium uh, because he really knows his stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and they all should. I mean, I thought that was very interesting that people cared that much to get, get it wasn't 101, it was maybe 106. I yeah. Mean, there's a lot of information there. So uh, those are the contenders for this year, and uh, one of them will be crowned uh, after our break, and we'll, we'll tell you who it is. And, nice and little we'll, tease there, David. There it is, yeah. and we'll tell you. Uh, I thought last night was so interesting that uh, Jose would ask the same question to 50 people. Yeah, and I would say the difference in answers. There would be fifteen or sixteen different answers out of fifty people. Yeah. What are you tasting? I mean, he must have asked that question fifty times. I mean, it was like over and over. What are you tasting? What are you tasting? Never said anything was right yeah. or wrong. Yeah, as it would change. Well, is there a wrong answer? What are you tasting? I taste vanilla. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. There's no wrong answer, right? So uh, it was very interesting, and he explained uh, all the different tobaccos we ended up in. Dramatic differences, right? Dramatic. It was like flipping a switch. Yep. So uh, last week, I was hoping to come back this week and tell you about my trip to Havana, Cuba. But I can't do that because um, the U.S. Treasury Department did not grant me the exit strategy that I was looking for. The country of uh, Cuba... Uh, invited me. I had a um, formal invitation. They were willing to pay for me to go. Very nice of them. Um, there was a um, presentation going on there uh, of the art of cigars, uh, and they wanted me there, and I wanted to go. I would have loved to have seen it, and uh, it, came and, it came and went. I ended up uh, flying down to Florida, where my flight was leaving from Miami directly to Cuba, and um, I had, uh, this was a three-month process. One month ago, they threw at me at the last minute. You have to deal with the Treasury Department for some visa that had to be signed or something. And I said, why did you wait three months before you told me? Oh, you have plenty of time. Wrong. 
Um, ding dong, you're wrong. Yep. So uh, it was uh, hold up on the Treasury Department. I was expecting when I got back from Miami because I flew down there anyway, saw some cigar companies while I was there. But uh, I expected when I came back there it was going to sit there. There's your visa. You're ready to go, and it's too late. Uh, Did you have to do the the, the round uh, the roundabout with the uh, push one if you need English? And that was the whole thing. If you're going to Cuba, push over 65. three hours. Oh. Over three hours in. There's got to be a name for that. In in that. I, I believe there is a name. It's called um, hell. Yeah. It's called hell. Uh, red tape like you can't you can't believe. And I missed it. My my opportunity uh, hopefully is not gone. It's gone for that one. But. Um, they have all my paperwork. They know what's probably going on now is you've been entered into some sort of do not fly list, which, yeah, is, yeah. which yeah. is truly what I'm hoping for. <laughs> well, I, I got back when I, I flew down to Miami. I went uh, all the way up as far as Tampa uh, and saw some interesting folks uh, while I was up there uh, in the cigar business. And I, uh, I'll tell you what. Smoke anything new while you were down there? Well, I visited the Atoro Fuente Ybor City Cigar Factory Restoration. Nice. nice. That is uh, an old cigar factory on 22nd Street and 3rd Avenue, Ybor City, which is uh, Tampa, Florida, the cigar smoking city where all the factories were. There were 200, 200 cigar factories there in its heyday. Right now, there's two. Wow. There's J.C. Newman that makes cigars out of there. And you have the Fuente facility that doesn't make any cigars there, but it is a cigar factory, a rest, restorated cigar so factory. So they weren't making cigars? We're not making cigars. What, what is inside the building? Um, that's their corporate offices. Okay. And they restored it. They've been restoring it for over four years now. Millions of dollars put into it to try to bring it back to its original um, luster. Yeah. Luster over 100 years ago. Um, the painstaking things that they did, uh, four stories high. Um, the, the way it, uh, the whole building is set up and just amazing things to end up looking at. The goal was to uh, make the building look like it did when it opened over 100 years ago. Um, Karen Smith was, um, is uh, the vice president of marketing for Fuente. She's been there with them a long, long time and uh, has been in that office even when it was a disaster area. Uh, that's where her office has been. And now she... Uh, is one of the major people to um, decide what's going to happen there. And uh, she took me around and uh, spent a lot of time with me, uh, showing me uh, what it was like and uh, the changes. That Didn't I've they have it set up so that the sunlight would play a part? Because there was no, no electricity before. In the factory. Right. So the sun comes in from one side where the people would be doing the bunching in the early days. And when the sun shifted over the other side, this is where the finished work was done later in the day because of wow. ships and things like that. Amazing stuff when you look back. 1902, uh, that, that factory was built for a cigar brand called Charles the Great. Imagine the guy who forgets to take a look at where the sun is and he builds the built, building and yeah. it's wrong, it's dark all the time. Well, they said of the 200 cigar factories that existed in Tampa at the time, every one of them was built exactly the same direction. So they looked at the first guy that did it right. And everybody just copied. Wouldn't it be funny if one of them was turning the other yeah. way? But no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'd be that guy. Everybody I'm just going to do it different for the sake of doing it different. I'm not researching it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be different. Yeah. Well, everybody does it the same way. I'm going to do it the other way. You know what I tried bringing back this week? Yes, I do. I tried bringing back, Chuck, the Hitler mustache. I know this. I saw the <laughs> picture. Can we put the, did you put and that, that picture? That's why he has no mustache right <laughs> now. I, Tell me that picture first. on Facebook. It's not. Mr. Jonathan knows that never saw what he looked like, had a, a full goatee. For how many years? 
the last 15 years, anyway. 15 years. And that's all I ever I knew you from. And um, he shaved off his, his the beard part of it, and you had the Tom Selleck. I, w- I looked just like Tom Selleck <laughs> if he was a ginger. I don't know if he looked like Tom Selleck. No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> but his mustache looked like Tom Selleck. Oh, I got so much crap from my grandmother on Facebook because I put a picture of me with a cigar, and she hates that I smoke cigars. Take that cigar out of your mouth and shave that mustache. She doesn't like it. But she was okay as a, as a gold, full goatee? Yeah, she didn't mind the goatee. He had a little 60s porn going on. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, like, uh, it was uh, either 60s porn or, uh, or uh, who, who, who's the group that sang YMCA? Oh, village, village people. people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, <laughs> no, it wasn't funny at all. I would, walk, I would walk into places, and then people would just start singing, like in Cheers when they'd say Norm. Yeah. But in this case, it would be like, bow, bow, chicka, wow, wow. I thought that was the oddest thing. So I shaved up the mustache. To look, uh, you know, Charlie Chaplin. Bring back. I'll go with the Charlie Chaplin. That's really what I was going for. Yeah. Because it's a shame. <laughs> it was such a cool-looking mustache, and to to have it have such a bad reputation because of one guy. I thought maybe I could be the guy to bring it back, and my wife would not let me leave the house with that on my face. Is what she said. Dave, did expletives you, deleted. I saw a picture of it. Did you ever have uh, a goatee or anything? I tried. It just never came in, and now it comes in with gray and stuff. And it uh, sometimes gray is cool. Really. It's like, so when are you going to do it? 60s and new shirt. Should we start together? The grow beard? a beard? Let's do it. Oh, do it. I'll do it. You, t- you really? I can't grow a beard, but I'll try. I can't either. All right. All right. Well, yeah, let's when do it. When do we start? I can grow a beard starting right now. Starting right now. No shaving until March 1st. Done. And we'll see who's got the biggest beard. I don't know if I'm going to last. If it, if it just looks crappy, I'm going to give up. No, you trim it up. We'll see. Get it to the jawline. It's like the Seinfeld bet. You know, we'll see who. <laughs> I have th- I'm out. I'm out. I, you notice I have three chins? <laughs> You, maybe you could cover a couple of them up. Yeah. It's possible. More chins than chins. So we got our coffee. little Seinfeld bit. We're ready to go. Nice. What's that for? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I know, but that this has to do with the beard. Seinfeld bet. Did you not listen to Chuck? No, but I don't understand it. This is our Seinfeld bet. Remember the bet? Oh, oh, I get you. Okay. I, I'm thinking beard. Let me play it against you. I got laugh this time. Ah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was forced. How appropriate. <laughs> so none of uh, none of this. Keep the floby away from your face. Yeah. For the whole month. That's my favorite story, by the way, to tell people. What's that? Like any time I see someone that gets a haircut, I always mention the floby story. You yeah. know what the floby? The floby. I remember that. Yeah. Why you have one? I'm like, I don't, but I know the guy that does. The guy. guy. I, I don't know about that guy. It's an awesome. One of these days. How about this? I will give myself a haircut on the show. Yes. Yes. All right. That is value. Yeah, like, like three minutes. Three minutes. You are the guy. I can do it. There's no other person out there. I, I don't. I, I have asked Dave. I, I will, I've surveyed. I will do that. No, I'm, because Dwayne, who works for me, maybe about 15 years ago, I had been already doing it for five years or so, and he says, your hair's always good. Yeah. You know, who cut your hair and... I'm like, hey. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do it myself. And he Interesting goes, what? that he noticed your hair. Yeah. So me uh, thinks he doth protest he said, too so much. I'm interested, and I tell him about it, and he goes online or however he ends up getting one of them, and he does it, and he's still to this day he's been doing it for 15 years. Wow. And not only does it save you the money of the haircut, it's a time thing. How how long does it take you to buzz the hair? Three minutes, four minutes, total. Do you use one attachment? Nope, two. First, I put the bigger attachment, and I go over the whole head, Yeah. looking in the mirror, and then I put the shorter attachment on, and I do the sides, because I already brought them all to this thing, and I'm done, and there's no hair down your back. It goes into a vacuum cleaner, for those that don't know what a Floby does. It 
threw a vacuum cleaner with yeah, the attached to a shop it. vac. Yeah, whatever. I got the whole house vacuum cleaner thing, you know, the yeah. right in the central vac. Thing. Central vac. Bump, I plug it in. You know who we need to get on our beard bet thing to see if he can do it? We got to get Rudy to shave his monster beard off. Rudy, then, Rudy from Canada. Yeah. Yep. Will you do it, Rudy? Is he online? Oh, he's, he's always online. Would he shave his beard and begin this process with us? That's fine. That's what we got to find out, if he can take that thing. I mean, he's going to have to nope. use scissors. Nope, bearding for life, he says. That's it? <laughs> he literally would have what to use pruning shears almost to get that thing down to the point <laughs> where he could shave it. So he's like the uh, what's, what's, uh, ZZ Top guys, yeah, right? Yeah. I heard that they um, offered the ZZ Top guys like a million dollars each. One of the shaving companies to do it on TV with their with their razor. And they refused it. They refused it. Yeah, you need to offer more money to that. I don't know. I'd have done it. A million dollars. If to I shave was a multi-millionaire. They're already multi-millionaire. Yeah, I guess. I would have done it for a million. Jeez, you start over. Well, I mean, that's how does it feel? Fifteen years I without having it. it. I hate it. It feels really? raw. It Not feel? raw, but it's just I'm cold now all the time. My hands are cold. My feet are cold. Like because you, because I don't have anything keeping it on my lip. I walked into the show and I'm like, there's something different about Mr. Jonathan. He, he, yeah, he didn't get a haircut because he's so bald. attracted to him. <laughs> you know, and it's like no, he's no glasses are the it same. Explains why you were sitting on my lap, stroking my head. I'm, <laughs> I was confused at first, but you were more attracted to me. Interesting. So anyway, to finish up with the uh, Toro Fuente factory, the big finish, 2014. All right. So what did they offer you? What, I mean, they have to have something there, new or whatever. What did they give you? Give me nothing. They gave me they, a tour. You didn't, get a, you didn't get a cigar from them? No cigar. Not a cigar. It was amazing. All right, we've got to talk about that. Not only did I not, so I, I left there. There was no cigar offered. It was, it was great that they toured. You know, please, don't, you know, I appreciate the tour and all that stuff. But, you know, I was looking for the special cigar, too, to be honest with you. Did they know who you were? They knew who I was. That's why I was Obviously there. Obviously not. And uh, so I, I thought, oh, this is some rare... Thing that's coming out, or this isn't out yet. What do you think of this? But no, it wasn't that. It was more an office type of uh, environment. Do they smoke in the office? Nobody was. Did you uh, play? Mo- mostly ladies. Mostly okay. ladies working there. So after that, just right down the street is the J.C. Newman factory where they actually make cigars there. Great cigars, by the way. And uh, I went there and uh, showed me around. I've been there a few times anyway, uh, but spent an hour or so. We had dinner that night, so just. You know, hi, I'm in town, blah, blah, blah. You picked me up at the hotel, yes. All right, what uh, did they give you? Nothing. <laughs> no, really? No cigars you get. Nothing. Unbelievable. Yeah. And not, not that, I mean. No, I wanted, what's the new thing coming yeah, out? Yeah, that's and, the whole fun let, of Let it. me come back so I can tell about yeah. the new thing that came out. Mm. It's not, I mean, it certainly isn't, we're not saying anything. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Maybe that's Because that would not be gentlemen. No, you didn't play the, do you know who I am card? No, they know who I am. <laughs> they know who I am. Yeah, I had, an, not, I had an appointment. I didn't just it wasn't, show up. It's not a matter of, I don't think anyone was being cheap. They probably just didn't even think to, to say it. But if you had if you'd said what's new, yeah, that might have... Offer me a cigar. I always want... I don't want a cigar I already have. I have millions of cigars. Yeah. I don't need, a, need another cigar. So, I need something that isn't out yet. I need the scoop. Right. I want to be the guy that... We, we always hey, like I, scoop for I the I tried the new such and such. Yeah. Oh, do you have one for me? No, I don't. You know, and then I have a little <laughs> something. <laughs> it's more so you can stuff it in my face. Right. It's yeah. What, what the whole thing is. But, uh, yeah, that was that. Worked my way down uh, and uh, did not go to Cuba. And that's the unfortunate end of that story for now. But uh, I will get there. I will get there. So, anyway, I think it's time to take a break. Uh, I'm going to put my sack. Uh, it's Woodsack 1962 Bulletproof, the cigar of the year last year. I'm putting it down as cigar of the year for the last time. When we come back, 
we will announce the real Cigar of the Year 2012. It was a landslide victory. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go that way, but it did. We'll light them up and tell you all about it. Can you guess what it is? Well, we'll, we'll tell you when we return. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Network. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. Uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Floor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. 
everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Hi, this is Rick Gadway from Federal Cigar, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire today. And uh, this is the Cigar of the Year show. Uh, not when we talk about other people that make a Cigar of the Year, Look but the Ortsack Down. We are putting down the Ortsack 1962 Bulletproof, the 2011 Cigar of the Year, and it's time to light up the real Cigar of the Year. The Cigar of the Year. And I'm going to hand it to you, Chuck. Those that have been watching uh, wow. on our video telecast, um, the cat was out of the bag because we have it on display on our table in front of us. So there was a the little, uh, uh, little, little gift bonus, to, yeah? little bonus to the people that actually watch this mess. But uh, unfortunately, you can't be smoking this along with us right now because you're not here. But I urge you to pick this cigar up at one of their many retailers that carry it across the country. Uh, this is a very, very special cigar, and my, and my honor and pleasure to uh, even carry the brand. Uh, I'll tell you, when I, when I saw the brand at the trade show this year, I was mesmer, mesmerized by it. Uh, I can't stop talking about it, and I didn't know if it was actually going to sell. I didn't care. We took the brand on anyway because if it didn't sell, you were going to smoke them all yourself. I'll smoke them all myself because it's that great. I'm going to go as far as to say, bless you. Wow. I'm going to go as far as to say, this is the best cigar I've ever smoked in my life, ever, ever, ever. Really? And I said it when I smoked it there. I've smoked it many, many times. And uh, it's just the, the, the greatest cigar I've ever had. Um, I tried to go to Cuba. The reason why I wanted to go to Cuba is the person that owns the cigar brand, that's where he lives. Well, he lives, he lives in Spain, in and, but he spends 50% of his time in Cuba. So uh, the, the uh, 2012 Cigar of the Year is Atabe. And Nelson Alfonso. Let me drum roll. Oh, go ahead, drum roll it. Go ahead. You put it aside and everything. Atabe. There we go. All right. Let's oh, still go. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said, do you have a drum roll? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I'll tell you, I, I, I saw the, the cigar at the trade show, and a famous cigar maker that everybody knows out there, I'll leave him nameless because uh, he, he does not want to plug somebody else's, but he did to me. He said, you have to see the cigar to believe it. And um, thank, thank you to him for, for actually directing me over there. And uh, when I did, I, I smoked um, one of his cigars, which was the Byron, and I was blown away with it. And I came back to the booth maybe an hour later, and I said, that was the finest cigar I've ever had. Absolutely. And he said, really? Well, try this one. And he gave me an Atabay. And I just couldn't believe that it was trumped by a better cigar, yeah. which, which that other one was, was the best thing I've ever had. 
Um, I know some people actually like the Byron better than the Atabay, but I'd say the majority likes the Atabay better than the Byron. Uh, it looks like it's a shade wrapper, um, you know, a lighter color it wrapper. It is a shade wrapper. Um, but it is not a mild cigar by any means. It's got a lot, a lot of flavor and a lot of body to it. Uh, I wouldn't say um, full. It wouldn't be a 10. I would say maybe seven and a half, eight. I might not even go that high. I, yeah. I'd almost say a six. Really? But, um, what's interesting, as far as the naming goes, and we were able to have the great fortune of sitting with the creator of the cigar a couple of times. Yep. Cohiba is the act of smoking, and this is the first brand that was ever launched under this umbrella, so to speak. And then, So Cohiba is somebody, when you sit around smoking c- cigars, you are engaging, having, engaging in the act of Cohiba. Correct. And then Baike, which I found out is the pro- upper pronunciation. It's not Bahike, it's not Bahiki, it's Baike. And we know this because the guy that invented Cohiba Baike. 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 The H go. The H is gone. So right. It, so it's B E E E K A. Baike. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So, <laughs> uh, Baike is the shaman in a, in the smoking ritual of. So imagine the, it as a religion type of thing, and everybody's sitting around. I believe they're called the Tayano Tayano Indians. Indians. So they're all sitting around doing cohiba smoking. Smoking. And this they blow the smoke at the baike. He collects, right in his face. He collects the smoke up, and then extends the smoke up to the goddess Atame, and which is where this one gets its name. So if you think about the lineation of, in order of, of what they should be, Cohiba being the first one, a step above that being baike, and then a step above that even being Atame. And I think they got it. Uh, no, they definitely got it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, very, very special cigar. The, the, the thing I thought might not work for this is because of the price tag that goes along with the cigar. They range from 20 to $30 per single. Um, they have them, uh, the, the packaging we have in front of us here, uh, they come in jars. Now, if you've ever seen the Cuban jars of cigars, if you... Um, Be careful since, when you flip that over, it's yep. loaded. Since 1999, anything that came out, uh, any of the 33 Cuban cigar brands that came out in any limited release or any redesign or any repackaging that happened, it was Nelson Alfonso that is the one that did it solely. He's the only one. And when they needed a new brand to be created, he created Bejique. And if you look at the bottom of Bahike, if you look at the bottom of the uh, Cuban jars or anything, yep. you'll see Byron, a little circular thing that says Byron on the bottom of it because this is his company. Correct. Um, and he created Byron. He created um, Atabay along with uh, Cohiba Bahike and all that. Adelero. Yep. So inside um, this jar is a humidification system that is built inside the jar with the cigars inside. Nothing has cellophane in them. Right, and inside this is packed inside a box, and it's such uh, it's such an efficient system, Chuck. That when you go to re uh, after six months, it comes ready to go. Yeah. After six months, you put one drop of distilled water, a single drop inside well, that humidity. Well, not even distilled the water. They give you the the, the with fluid the tube, with the humidity tubes. They give you the fluid. They but give it to you with that too. No, nope. it's inside it's, the box. It's not inside the box. Really? Correct. Okay. Uh, one drop of either the humidification solution or water. 
and it will give you another six months. It's an unbelievably efficient system. Wow. It does not require a filling, per se. Hmm. Every six months, a single drop, and you're good. Because it seals so well yeah. anyway. Um, and the tubes that he has, unbelievable. We'll get into all that. Uh, the cigar itself, triple cap, beautiful aroma to it, even pre-lit. Uh, pre-lit. It is the most overwhelming flavor of warm honey from the hive. Now, David, yeah. you guys had teased me before about the, me saying specifically from the hive because there is a difference. And David found out a friend yeah. of his, what? diabetic, had a sore on his foot, yeah. on his toe. They were going to cut the toe off. They were going to cut it right off. Sched- they scheduled the appointment. They did that for my dad, actually. And yeah. he found out through a, a nurse friend of his that there's a home remedy of using honey from the hive and you wipe it on the sore, and within two weeks, he goes to the doctor the week before his surgery, and the doctor says, I have to cancel the surgery. It's healed up. You're two all weeks. set. Save the toe. Wow. He's diabetic, wow. so that's the reason he was losing the toe to begin with. He just couldn't get the healing. The blood flow was restricted. Yeah, that happened to my father, actually. They had to amputate. They started with the toe. They went up to the ankle yeah. and eventually had to go just uh, below, below the knee. Yeah. Well, if this so. happens to him again, honey from the hive on yeah. whatever the sore is, yeah. and it's a, it's a whole Great different knowledge. flavor than the honey that comes in the teddy bear. So this pre-lit is that overwhelming sense of honey from the hive. Wow. I've never tasted it, so I, I don't know what it, but I can see what you're saying, the sweetness. I would imagine it would be phenomenal. Sweetness, but also honey from the hive, on top of being sweet, there's, a, there's a, just a subtle, subtle hint of almost ammonia in, in honey from the hive. There's a, it's a very big balance between the sweetness and that ammonia kind of acid bouncing back and forth, and that's what I'm getting from this. Very, very well balanced before I even light it. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is the particular size that, that we, we chose is the, the Vino. It's 4.5 by 50. They have um, four or five other sizes, yeah. but um, this is the particular size. I think you get more taste immediately from the cigar, um, instantaneous as we light it. I haven't lit it yet because uh, another thing they do uh, with the cigar is they the name of the company that um, actually does the manufacturing of it is called Selected Tobacco, and they're they're out of Costa Rica and what they do is select certain leaves of tobacco and then they sell off the rest. They just want certain ones, and where most companies will color sort a cigar after the cigar is made, and then they lay them out and they color sort them so they kind of match inside a box. They match every single leaf. Color for color. Color for color, every single leaf to, to match up. So if you look at the foot of the cigar, you notice the tobacco inside is the same color as the tobacco right. on the outside. Right. The same thing on the Byron, the same thing on the Bandolero. Everything is, is color matched. Why would that matter? We're going to light the cigar. You, you wouldn't even matter. And that was my point to him. I go, why would you go through this? Can you imagine the ridiculous amount of time it would take to do this, which, by the way, happens to be a year to end up doing this process? And he said, do you know why the color changes on the tobacco? And I said, yeah, uh, sugars rise from a tobacco leaf, and Correct. the color changes. He said, well, in order to be completely balanced, we want the same amount of sugar content from the tobacco on every single leaf. So when the color reaches a certain point, that's when we want to match it. So each one is going to be exactly alike. Eh, I didn't know if I bought it until you smoke it, and then you say, yeah, there's something here. Yeah. So somebody balks a little bit sometimes at the price. This particular size, 1999, 20, yeah. 20 bucks. And so how could this cigar? Because one of the big criteria is value. Well, the cigar has six years into it, 
and it's only $20. Right. There's cigars that have less than a year into mm -hmm. them, and they're more. Less than a year, and they're more. This is a great value. It's actually a, a good value. Uh, are people going to buy it? This is a, a criteria of we make the pack up. Some, how much were the packs? $49 or whatever, the, yeah. the contenders pack. So they bought $50. They got eight cigars, so it, it averaged uh, a good price to begin with. But within it is this expensive cigar. They smoke the cigar, and maybe they used to spend $7, $8 on a cigar and not $20. But what happened was they did buy it. They said this one is their favorite cigar. Then they came and they actually bought the cigar at $20. Once they did that, they just voted twice. They voted to say it was the best, and I'm willing to put my money up with it, too. Mm -hmm. not unbeknownst to them that we're, we're, we're tracking that kind of information. Yeah. And then they bought the cigar. And Jonathan mentioned earlier, uh, what about if a, if a cigar, we run out of a cigar? It was our fault we ran out well, of a cigar. Well, and, and, and my fault directly. I'm the buyer. I bought about the same amount. You know, each cigar, some come in 20-count boxes, some come in 25, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I bought about the same amount going in, thinking, you know, it would be easier to track. I can just look on the, the shelves. Yeah, where are we? Well, one day I went to look on the shelves, and they're all gone. And I go, what the heck wow. happened? Yeah. And it was, it was a run about two weeks after the pack was out. Yeah. A run on Atabay, and that's when David said one cigar kind of took off. It was like, wow. Yeah, wow. We, we knew it took off. So we order heavy yeah. on it again. Yeah. And... We had to have a, a, a two-day shipment sent to us. Yeah. We're pretty good on uh, having enough stuff, but this thing has taken off for a $20 cigar in the economy we're in. Mm. Holy God. Mm. My suspicion is people are smoking here. a little bit less and taking that double step up to smoke that much better. i gotta, I got to light this thing. I can't. Okay, so, yeah, let's light it up. We're going to take our time toasting it up good. Yeah, this is, this is something, you know, I, I don't know if uh, anybody becomes a regular on, on a cigar like this, uh, you have to be a rich person to smoke these on a regular basis, I'd say a $20 cigar. But I urge uh, anyone listening that uh, if you like premium products, if you want the absolute best, in my opinion, the absolute best you can get of anything. In everyone's opinion. Uh, 20, 500 people. $20, you, can have the, you can't have the best automobile for $20. You can't have the best yacht for $20. You can't have the best uh, almost anything for twenty dollars, but I think you can have the best cigar ever produced anywhere for twenty dollars and, and that's this Atabay. Um, you look at it, you may say, uh, well, you know, it's it, it's uh, kind of um, golden color looking type of thing, maybe uh, like the best Davidoff cigar that's out there. So it's gonna be a, a mild, uh, smooth Dominican cigar. It is not mild uh, by any means and it is not Dominican. It's made in Costa Rica. So it's Costa Rican cigar tobacco. We nope. tried grilling him to find out the ingredients. David and I went back and forth, Chuck. I mean, it was a full 15-minute grill session trying to trick him, see if he'll slip. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No information of any tobacco at all. He says, I leave that, I leave that to the imagination of the person smoking it. And we're like, all right, cut the crap, Nelson. It's just us. Yeah. You can quit the end of Why would you do that? Us. Why would why for what? Well, I wonder now that he has the cigar of the year if he might uh, you know tip his tip his cap a little bit. I don't know. Let you in. I don't know. He uh, he was up two days ago. Uh, he was coming to America to Miami. His son is going to go to college in Miami, and he heard that I wasn't going to um, be going to Cuba. He was going to meet me there yeah. uh, and basically show me around for a couple of days. And that fell apart, and he says, well, I'm going to Miami anyway if you want to meet with me there. And I said, if it's possible, 
uh, and I'll pay whatever it ends up taking. I, I would love you to come up to New Hampshire just for a day or two uh, anyway. And he says, of course. So he flew in um, three days ago, uh, spent a couple of days here, and uh, we were, were talking about the cigars and everything like that. But I said, I have something special for you. That's when I gave him the award a couple of days early, so he knew a couple of days earlier than that. I typically do that every year for whoever wins the Cigar of the Year. I, I go to them. He's a tough guy to go to because he's in Cuba, yeah. so I can't go there. I tried. Uh, so uh, I had him come up and uh, gave him the award. Uh, very, very uh, grateful, humble guy. Um, of, of all the things he's produced and done, uh, he's very, very humble for a guy like that. Humble. So uh, somebody you should meet. Um, I take. I have a good ball movement in the morning, and I tell everybody about Ooh, it. Yeah. It's, um, Mr. Braggadocious, he's the exact opposite. Right. And, he, and he's got some stuff to talk about. I mean, he, he knows his stuff. He's also uh, not only the uh, genius behind um, all these um, rare Cuban things that they make, but he is also um, a guy that, um, what is the word for it, um, looks up information. He's a historian, historian. of yep. cigars. And he gathers all the information. He's the geek of geeks. Yeah. Like, you think David's a little, a little obsessive about his geekery. This guy, Nelson's like David on steroids with his research. <laughs> he did research for a book, a uh, Habanos book, that I would love to have uh, uh, shown on the show. Uh, I'll show it next week. Uh, my mother saw the book uh, when he gave it to me and said, can I take this home and read it? Hey, whatever keeps her from dumpster diving. Let yeah. Her. So I said, "Yeah, go ahead." And uh, so, but I'll bring it on next week. We'll uh, we'll look through the book. Uh, he wrote the history of Cuban cigars. Wow. Um, he uh, speaks broken English, so he get gathers all the information he can. He gives it to somebody who writes it, and then they they yep. put it together. And it's got a DVD thing, and it's going to be sold at all Habano stores around the country except the United States. But it's, it written, actually, it's written in it English. Actually it's written in nine languages, I believe, but theoretically it could be sold in the United States because I don't believe it can because literature is exempt from the embargo, literature and art. Really? So theoretically, you you should be able to purchase it and be be someone who lives. In the look United look States. at this burn, absolutely, absolutely beautiful, absolutely perfect. This is a perfect cigar, as perfect as I've ever had. And taking nothing away from every contender of the year, listen, cigars have never been better than they are now. It's very, very hard as a buyer what to choose and what you not to. You can't even tell someone to step their game up. Their game has been stepped up. Everybody is great. Everybody is great. This guy took it to another level. And when something like this happens, rising tides raise all ships. Absolutely. I think manufacturers are going to look at something like this and say, oh, my God, let me try doing something like this. Lord have mercy. So. Very toasted. Toasty. Yeah. yeah. It's a toasted, sugary, I can't say marshmallow because it's it's more wholesome than that. Whatever the toasted flavor is. I'm going to go back to honey. It's a toasted honey. So say you got um, bread, you toasted the bread, and you put some butter on it, and then you put some honey on it, and you almost burnt it a little bit. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now, I don't know the honey you're talking about, but even a little bit of regular honey taste. It's a little burnt toast with a little butter on it and some honey. It's something else I learned about this guy, Nelson. He is the original Mr. Jonathan when it comes to flavors of the week. He, was, he had a cigar in his mouth, Chuck, 
turned it, cut it, turned it around backwards and took a backwards draw on the cigar and said, Oh, God. This I know tastes where you're going. Like the sweat of a horse. What on God's green earth is happening? Keep going. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Got a little commercial going Yeah, on. I guess so. So he says, it's the two-guy smoke shop, I hear. So that's, yeah, we'll let that slide. That's a free commercial uh, for me interrupting the show, but it's all right. So uh, he says, this tastes like the sweat of a horse. And so then he says, so I know that it is Sumatra wrapper. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, wait, back up one second. The sweat of a horse? Like, when was the last time you went up and licked a horse? Because I put odd things in my mouth to get flavors, but the sweat of a horse? That's disgusting. But he nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it. You took a, uh, a dry draw on the cigar, and that's what you got. And this is a Sumatra wrapper. Which yeah. I, boom. Yeah. There it is. He knows his stuff. And it, it, isn't that awesome that, you know, we consider ourselves the Cigar Authority, and we know a lot about cigars. We don't know nothing. <laughs> we don't know nothing. When, when you deal with people like this, wow. Yeah. And, it, and you know what? He says it. I don't know everything. I know a lot of stuff, but I have a lot to learn. We all have a lot to learn. Jose Blanco said the same thing. He has a lot to learn and knows so much. He's been smoking for 46 years and has a lot to learn. Yeah. And in, in, you know, he's in. He's in the factory. Someone who's 46 years old, I consider them kind of old. He's been smoking for that long. Right. So. I just turned 35, by the way. I go. Happy birthday. I just wanted to let the Cigar Authority know. I, I took guys. my... The shirt I'm wearing is 35 years old. Let's do this. Apparently, the, the station uh, is trying to send us some audio. We're having a hard time receiving it. But why don't we go to break now? Okay. And when we come back, we can keep talking about this amazing cigar. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we got the big game coming up tomorrow and other things. So uh, I'll let you throw it a break, Dave. But Okay. So yeah. we'll do that and a lot more. I got information on a 19-foot cigar uh, that was just sold. And uh, a lot Bigger more. Bigger is always better. better. Bigger is better. So all that and a lot more when we come back. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, 
comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Tom King at 2, Matt Peralta at 4, and Friday Night Lights High School Coverage. You're listening to New Hampshire's home for local sports talk. WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. This is Jeremy Soares from My Father Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This this is The Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority! Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and I'm not letting these technical difficulties ruin my experience with Atabay, the yeah. Cigar of the Year. Uh, great, great cigar, and uh, it is the Cigar of the Year. I urge everyone to give it a try. Listen, it's a high-ticket high item for sure, but do yourself a favor. Buy one cigar one of these days. You don't, you don't just light this and take a walk. You sit down with it. You pay attention. It, it's that great. I learned something new last night from Jose. Uh, it, I learned that I was smoking my cigars too fast. Too fast. And Me too. I'm really taking my time on this one. And what I thought was a phenomenal cigar before leveled up on me. Yeah. Because those sugars, if you burn them too fast, they actually they burn. But if you draw on it a little softer and you smoke it a little slower, you caramelize the sugars. Ah. And it takes the smoke to a whole nother level. I was never a very fast smoker, but he says that it should take about 45 minutes to smoke a Robusto. 5 by 50 Robusto should take you about 45 minutes. If you're doing it in 20 minutes, you're losing it all. You know, it would probably take me, I would say, at least 30 minutes uh, for a Robusto. Um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, 30, 35 minutes, but 45, I'm slowing down to. This is uh, a 4.5-inch cigar, uh, but it's considered a Robusto yeah. also. I'm going to try to get this thing to go the full hour and a half. I'm going to milk it. I yeah. just exhausted through my nose. You guys didn't even notice because... Because uh, you didn't cough and I start didn't choke choking? I myself out. It's that, <laughs> it's that good. It's that balanced. A full year of age after they roll it. Any impurities, any miscommunication between the wrapper and the binder, any, any subtleties between the binder and the filler are gone. Yeah, they all marry they to each other. become one. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. I can't say enough about it. It's that good. And he did a, a wonderful job, Nelson Alfonso. Uh, congratulations to him. This is his 
first going out in his own because, you know, things in um, Cuba, they own, Cuba owns Cuban brands, right. period, that's it. So uh, he's able to do this uh, with, with the uh, nod from Habanos allowing this to happen because his job with Habanos continues. Correct. So when you see um, the new things coming out at the Habano Festival this year, um, it, it's an old Cuban brand that's being relaunched. There's not much I, a lot I can say about it. Uh, I'm privy to something that he said, but um, he has produced that, and uh, I didn't get it again. Uh, I didn't ask for a sample, but I don't sure. think he would have been able to bring yeah, yeah. it in. But, um, very, very interesting in the stories of how he came up with what he came up with and, and what he did. Very interesting. Again, um, he's in a funny situation because he's in a communist country, uh, and they get in big, big trouble for saying things they shouldn't say. Uh, not that they shouldn't say, for saying, for saying the truth, basically. Yep. Uh, some things can't be uh, brought out um, until um, the day he's free or freedom happens in Cuba or whatever. But uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it's not me being a, a jerk and not saying it out of protection for everybody and sure. not getting anybody in trouble. We'll, we'll say uh, well, v- very little when it comes to um, his, his personal. What I want to say to everyone is you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world. You seem very calm. You're smoking I'm the cigar very relaxed. <laughs> you're very, I'm calming down. Yeah, yeah. So we're syndicated on seven radio stations. No biggie. It's like whatever. Yeah. We got we got other people looking at us because there's stuff coming down the road. Yeah. You can tune in on the seven radio stations. You can tune in on thecigarauthority.com. You could get the podcast. You can check out the webcast in the future. We've got that on the site. Uh, we've we've got every once in a while we get these ideas on our blog site and we actually dare I say we blog about things periodically yeah yeah very periodic a couple times a year yeah so <laughs> we got to do it more you want to check that out uh, and also the cigar station at the cigarstation.com they replay our show from last week twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1 you can check that out now you can go back to some old shows on uh, the cigar authority and you can see when i came back from the trade show this year yes. how excited i was about this brand to begin with then when we did contenders of the year you can see how you know it, it was hard for me uh, as the contenders were going on not to just come out and say hey you really got to try this one yep. this is the this is the bomb right here not to influence anybody's um, vote uh, but this is the bomb. This is it. This is uh, this is the best cigar I've ever smoked, ever. And I, I just didn't hear it from me. I heard this from other cigar manufacturers yep. who tried it. And then when I get excited and they come to visit me and they say, so what's happening? What's hot out there? And I said, you want to try something? And I'm very excited about this. Try this. Well, initially, like anything else, you look at something, a uh, pretty girl, a, a beautiful car or something, and the first thing you see is what it looks like and they're blown away with the look of it but does it have what it takes for the beauty of it of what's inside the cigar here's a here's a ringing endorsement uh one of the customers that were at was at the um the symposium last night came downstairs and he and i were chatting and this is a gentleman that gave me two original opuses he's got an impressive cigar collection and can obviously handle smoking something like opus like very full-bodied and he says to me, you know, I really like the Byron, but that Atabay is something else. 
and this is somebody that that smokes full-bodied cigars. Mm. Now, on the flip side, uh, we've got a customer that smokes Macanudo on the regular, and they were looking for something special. The big game's happening tomorrow. They want something. You know, they smoke in their house. They want something special. And I said, well, have you tried the Atabe? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Absolutely, I tried it. I love that cigar. That's my celebration cigar. I don't even know why I ever asked you. I'm going to go, and he just went over and bought two. He's got one for himself, one for his buddy. So two extremes, being able to enjoy the same cigar. How many other cigars can that have? Yeah. Now, I'll go as far as to say on Atabe, I think Atabe has more strength and body than even Byron, which is a darker, uh, Habano-style um, cigar. That's I think this has even more body to it. This is no lightweight, you know, you, you say in a Macanudo smoker, I wouldn't think would be able to handle something like this. Somebody smoking something as light as the lightest, I would say you put Macanudo as a number one on a ten. Yeah. Um, where we're, you're saying a six, I'm saying maybe a seven, eight, uh, as far as strength on this. Um, he's smoking a now, one. you are, it's no secret, you're kind of a baby when it comes to smoking stuff. On the, on the average, you smoke in the three and four range yeah. on that strength scale. And so you're saying this is a seven, it's stepping way up. And uh, let's face it, you smoke at least one a day. It's awesome. So I, I, was prepared someone, to, I was prepared to smoke them all because the economy isn't right for a, a 20 to $30 cigar. It's just not right for it. And, uh, you know, somebody growing up in Cuba, they get their $2 a week. Uh, it doesn't matter if the economy is good or bad. They used to dealing with $2 a week, period. That's it. Were you like, oh, uh, I got the fake buzz again. In the, I'm reaching for my phone in my pocket because somebody was just calling me and sitting, the, the sitting on on the table. Am I having a stroke or anything? <laughs> were you were you at like any kind of like um, I don't know um, conflict? But like, oh my God, this is the cigar of the year. Like, uh, or, you know, because um, the price or you know. Well, I didn't think it was going to be because it, it. it was a, it was a landslide. Yeah, I mean, and I said, you know what? If if you got that eight pack and you, and you smoked them all, I can imagine the majority of people saying this was the better cigar. Yeah. I, can, I can see that happening. But now, will they ever buy it, though? You know, you give somebody, this is the best cigar I've ever smoked. Wow, it is the greatest cigar I've ever smoked. I would never buy it because I'm not spending $20 on a cigar. I'm just not going to do it. They did buy it. Yeah. They did buy it. They continue to buy it. And it outsold every one of these other ones that are much less less price. You know, for you take a C&C, for instance, which is... Under $5 yeah. that, that's in there for Cigar of the Year. You've got to imagine guys are going to buy boxes of that cigar because the price is so low. Uh, and we do very well with it. But this one at $20, and good for the retailer, uh, we're selling more of this than we do of that. The numbers are astonishing wow. of how much we sold since we got this new. Yeah. We carried none of this before. He has three brands. We carried none of it. And the amount that we sold is, is devastating. I mean, I can't imagine uh, it would, would have been that good. Devastating is the appropriate word to use here. That's kind right. of a negative connotation. I would go with astonishing. Astonishing. <laughs> whatever. It's, David's uh, mind has been blown. It's uh, <laughs> it, it certainly. Uh, Look at how well it holds the ash, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well made all the way through. Absolutely. Every, every step has been done. Uh, so everybody, uh, all the other manufacturers out there and, and all the people in, in the uh, contenders and everybody that's out there, uh, congratu congratulations for them doing that. But um, step it up. Chat box is over it, guys. I mean, they're, they're in. we got MY Cigars, the guy that was up at the, the Seabrook location, I think, last week, and he's ordering it. I mean, people are on board, and naturally naturally so. I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. This is, this is no joke. And listen... Buy it from somebody else. I'm not, I'm not looking uh, 
to, to pump it to get from us. It doesn't matter where you get it from. Right. Uh, you, uh, if you're a, uh, you're big into cigars, you're listening to a cigar radio show, you're big into cigars, you've got to try it. You have to you try know, it. it it's, it's a must. So it's mandatory. Uh, everybody listening to the show, you must purchase one of these somewhere. Uh, sit back. Do not, uh, not pay attention to it. Make, give yourself the hour or however long you're going to need. Uh, according to Jose Blanco, you need 45 minutes. Uh, give it 45 minutes and pay attention. And uh, I, uh, I'm going on 40 minutes right now, and I'm only an inch and a quarter in. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out this year. We have some cigars that are already uh, out. Um, um, Jose Blanco's cigar, um, which CYB. is CYB, uh, is in for next year because it came in towards the end. Right. Uh, it didn't make the deadline we needed it to make. It had a name change, a lot of things that ended up happening. Great cigar. Uh, smoked one last night. Fabulous cigar. Um, Lots of great stuff is, is coming out, and um, it, it, hopefully it'll be even a, a better year for uh, for cigars. It certainly uh, was fantastic anyway, so uh, that's all i got to say about it. I mean, we, we can talk about it. Uh, we have for two or three days, so uh, yeah, it, it's great anyway. So uh, other than that, uh, what is going on in the world of cigars right now? Um, we have a, uh, a new cigar. Um, no. Where would I go? The, um, Let's go with the 19-foot, 1,600-pound yeah. cigar from Grand Habanos. This is a truck-sized cigar. It has to be transported in a truck. Uh, it's sold for $185,000. Now, I showed you pictures of that cigar, right? Yes, you did. We were hoping to actually have that cigar in one of our shops, and it never happened. But uh, anyway, a local man uh, in Tampa, Florida, uh, who deals with high-end cigars on a regular basis, uh, says he's about to close the biggest deal of his career. Biggest uh, not only in size, but biggest in, in dollars. Um, the deal is for a cigar uh, nearly 19 feet long to sell for $185,000 for a private collector. The cigar is in Clearwater Warehouse waiting to be shipped. Um, waiting to be shipped? How do you ship something that big? You, you ship it in a truck. But what, like, what do you do to humidify it? You know, I don't even know exactly how they end up keeping you, that thing gonna humidified. To, they don't make humidified trucks, so you've got to build a trailer that goes with a cigar. It isn't a trailer. I remember seeing the thing. The trailer was built to, to have the cigar anyway. Uh, the guy that uh, is uh, buying the cigar or bought the cigar and uh, wants to remain nameless um, outside the U.S. collector that uh, who most people would recognize his name, it says. Interesting. Most people would recognize this name of this person who bought it. So it is in my best interest to find out this answer for you next week. It is. And I know people. I know the guy who made the cigar. He's the guy probably receiving the 185000 So I will try to find out. Uh, this is um, uh, Grant Habanos, George Rico. So, George Rico, if you're listening, expect a call from me this week. Uh, the cigar was created as a display piece for a trade show, and uh, it was really something to see. And we talked about uh, getting the cigar in. Obviously, we're not going to do it. It's going to somebody, as it should, for $185,000. Are they going to smoke it? I don't know what they're going to do. I, I would imagine something that thick. They having said, difficulty getting humidity to the inside, for starters, and then being able to keep the wrapper not over-humidified, 
but not undercommitted. I mean, it, there's, there's just all kinds of problems you can have with something that size. Well, it I, crushing itself, for example. No, it, it was in great shape when I saw it anyway. I don't know how you, you can never smoke it. They, they had talked about putting funnels on it. Maybe 50 people would sit around and smoke, you know, with a funnel based uh, coming right. out of it, some suction cup type of thing that would have on it. It had a price tag on it when I saw it. They had a whole chart of what it weighed and how many leafs and everything it had on it. Uh, it had a uh, suggested retail price of $200,000. So the guy got a... Uh, 20% uh, off? Yeah, he got a discount. <laughs> he got... Um, 10%. The, the cigar 10% weighs, uh, as you said, 1,600 pounds and contains about 25,000 cigars worth of tobacco in it. So really something uh, to do it. The, the plan is to ship it out in just a few days. So I will uh, make the call this week and hopefully report to you um, who the guy is. Or they'll say, here's who the guy is. You can't tell anybody. Hopefully they don't say that. Hopefully I get the inf- information anyway. They may not tell me. We'll try. What my advice would be is rather than going to the source, go to a secondary source that that source may have told. Have them tell you and then blab. I even know the secondary source who to go to. There you go. I will make that call. That's actually a good idea. I I can always go to the source if that doesn't work. Right. So that is the the plan. This way you have less chance of someone saying, don't say anything. Here we go. And I won't say I'm saying it for the show. I'll just say, uh, what is it? And then I got the information and I move on. Because I want to share this information, we especially to the to our viewers especially and listeners. Because the guy went out of his way to say he wants to remain nameless. Big mistake when you David Garofalo is right. trying to find it. I, I want the information anyway. So uh, what else do I have here? I have um, I have not my papers and orders. What I have, uh, Mark Aub from uh, Sensia Cigars. I talked to him this week. He also is uh, Palio Cigar Cutters. Yes, phenomenal cutter. The best. The best. Um, and he announced this week that uh, he will now be distributed his, um, everything. So now you as the buyer, if you want to buy his Palio Cutters or his Essencia Cigars or his new cigar that's coming out, he would, you would have to get it from Tarano Cigars. Tarano is actually the person making Essencia Cigars. I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, which now makes sense that they are distributors. They have um, people on the road, sales force on the road, and Essentia does not any longer. So that's probably a good move for them. They have a new cigar that I actually tried at the trade show. Still, we do not have it. We placed the order at the show. We still do not have the cigar. The E. The E cigar. The worry I have about E cigar is people think, if I say E cigarette, you think it's well, the electronic cigarette. E-cigar, you think it's an electronic cigar. Yeah. It is not. What a dumb move to name your cigar E-cigar, given the fact that the FDA wants to be involved in what we do, which I, I have a story that I'm going to share with everyone later uh, about uh, uh, an issue with an FDA-allowed substance in a drink that we've been drinking for years that is bad for us, very bad, and the FDA wants to get involved with cigars. So, yeah, let's name it E-cigar. And really align ourselves with cigarettes. Brilliant. Yeah. We well, want to do the exact opposite, by the way. Cigar World that's listening, we want the opposite of being aligned with cigarettes. Right, because yeah. we have nothing to do with that. It's, it, we don't market you, to children. We are long-filled, premium. There's no chemicals there's added. one ingredient. You're right. And uh, it's not addictive. As a, as a um, cigar retailer, I'll tell you our product is not addictive. People know it all the time. Not they, they, there's people that only smoke on weekends. There's people that only smoke when they golf. There's people that only smoke. That's not when it comes Sometimes to cigarettes. Sometimes I don't feel like having a cigar, and I just don't have one. I don't that, have to have that it. That happened to me once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only uh, 
do uh, they make a great cigar though? Great cigar on, on the Essencia, and the E I thought was even better than that uh, of a tasting cigar. About the the name, I had the problem with it too. E is standing for Essencia, not electronic, but it's not how 90% of people. E are could think. also be misconstrued for uh, ecstasy, the drug. Sure. Oh, ah, uh, roll on E. All right. That's bad too. It's actually worse. It's worse. It's worse. Well, I'll tell you, they are very, a very critical company that they want to make sure everything is right. They told me three years ago, we're coming out with uh, a lighter, a cigar lighter, uh, to go with our great cutter. Yeah. This has been going on for three years. And I've, I've, I've used the lighter. They put it in my hand. What do you think of it? I said, it's great. You ready to ship it? Not quite yet. We don't like the way it opens perfectly. The, the feel and the thing, we're working that out. Next year I see him, and he says, hey, what do you think? We made some changes on this. I said, yeah, ship it. Well, you know, we're not too happy with the way the color is on this thing. And this is three years. They tell me now they are ready. Which means another year. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> they said they're ready, and they said, what do you think? We have three colors. What do you want to do? And I said, yes, send them. We have not received them. Send them all. So uh, hopefully next week we have that to show, I hope. But uh, they're looking at every detail, and they want to uh, have a product that uh, doesn't break down, and uh, it has a different look than everybody else's, and whatever. And, uh, it's just to light a cigar on fire. It's going to be able to click the button, have fire come out, and then when you release the button, the fire stops. That's probably the, this whole, is, the theory. This is what we want. Yeah, unless you think I want fire and it comes out, I don't know. Maybe you look at the lighter and the fire comes out. I don't know. It's a different thing. Um, We will have Mark Aub and the boys from Brother of the Leaf, which is the name of their company, uh, on the show on March 30th. Nice. They will tell the stories of all this and more. And we'll we'll get the information. You can beat them up on the words or whatever you do because that's what we do. Uh, Why do you put that on me? Because that's what you do. No, I'm You're being the nicer Mr. Jonathan. Look at this. I, I shave my face off. Yeah. This is the nice Mr. Jonathan. There we go. I'm trying. Which, uh, the nice guy is a clean-shaven guy, right? He's a nice guy. A man that has a beard and a mustache is hiding behind the beard and a mustache. Or, in the old days, the evil man with the, with the, curly, with the mustache. curly mustache. Ha! I'm going to get you. <laughs> See, uh, for me, because I'm bald, I need something on my face because otherwise I look like a child. Like a Shaved. Everything. Shaved. How did you know? I have no idea. <laughs> I know how because, you know. Because I walked in to the store. So, Chuck, get this. And he, yeah. <laughs> oh, he comes back from his Florida trip and tries to pull an unannounced visit, right? Mm-hmm. We see him on the security camera pull into his spot. He doesn't think to park in a spot with his no camera. Pulls right into the camera, and I go, all right, guys. <laughs> what we got to do right now is strip down. So when he walks in, we'll be sitting at our workstations, and we'll be in our underwear. So I go over to my computer and I press send on the email I was typing. I look back, both guys completely naked. And I go, what What the? All right, I guess I can't be the only one. I strip down too. He walks through the door. And there they are, three looks, people in their cubicles. Looks down the hallway, walks back out to make sure he's at two guys in Nashville. That is awesome. Comes back in and says, what the heck is going on? Uh, they, and then he dropped his pants and it. No, I did not. <laughs> Very disturbing. Hey, listen, I've got to take my band off the cigar because I'm there. You have not even flicked your I ash. I flicked the ash. Look at that. It's holding it almost to the band there. I am at the band. I have to take it off, uh, and I'm going to keep going. This is, and I've had many of these now at this point. Oh, oh, here oh, goes oh. your ash. Just talk about it, and there it goes. 
Um, this is a cigar you can smoke all the way down to the very end. For, th- for 20 bucks for a Robusto, yeah. you should be able to smoke it down to the very end. But how I'm going to end up looking at this, if we end up making this for, for we're close to an hour now, another 10 minutes we get an hour. Yeah. It's $20 an hour. There you go. It's not too terrible, but it's... I, I'm going to call this my victory cigar. Uh, you know, me and my, I got a business, right? Anytime yep. I celebrate, a, I celebrate my successes. Good, right? you should. They're, yeah, you got to celebrate your successes. And what better way than a cigar? Seriously. Um, this is my victory cigar. This will be it? This is it. I've got some big goals for February when I hit them. Lighten up an anatomy. That's Sometimes it. I, I find reasons to celebrate. I had a good bowel movement this morning. There you go. Hey, twice you bring that up and today. Then twice. Not once, but twice. <laughs> There's a celebration right there. Okay. That's what you get. All right, what do you say? We take a break? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will show us how to be a gentleman, a better way to be a gentleman. We have some Super Bowl questions for you, very interesting Super Bowl questions we've been running here in the store for the past two weeks. And uh, we'll talk about cigars and lots more information. So stick around, everybody. We're live here from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Rincana, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better, it is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but 
Just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid. But I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm-hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm-hmm. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hi, this is John Gazzaro from the Oliva family of cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We just announced the Cigar of the Year, Atabay. 
to flying. Every, everybody that's listening to us has to try it. Uh, I guess that's the idea anyway. You should. We're doing, we're doing you a favor. You're doing us a favor too, but uh, you're doing us a favor. I know somebody on the uh, texting is asking some questions. Uh, who sells it? It's hard to find anybody that sells it. Um, I had Nelson up here. We, we talked uh, a lot about this because uh, I said, you really haven't got the word out. Um, you know, what is your plan, uh, advertising and things like that. He's in a tough situation where he is right now that uh, he, he can and cannot do a lot of things. Um, the distributor that uh, distributes the cigar in the U.S. is in California, and I know there's probably about 30 uh, cigar shops down in California. It's very, very congested of, um, in, a, in a cigar like this of um, who carries it down there. Uh, big areas around there have a lot of people. I also see in uh, Texas, they have a lot of guys out in Texas that carries it. Um, the, the idea of the cigar was, um, you know, because it's so much effort to put into making the cigar, it's not going to be at, at a thousand cigar shops and stuff. Maybe a hundred, two hundred cigar shops. Um, I don't know uh, the list of everything, but I just know that they, they, that's where it was heavily uh, yep. uh, down there. And uh, I said, you know, you should actually list it on your website that you have. And he says, I'm going to do that. Uh, you know, he, he's new at this part of it. He's the designer, creator, and knows everything about cigars, but doesn't, never had his own brand, so doesn't know the steps to go sure. through. So he actually reached out to me a little bit and said, you know, what do I do here? And whether, you know, I said, you have to let them know. And what about Cigar Aficionado? Have you told the story to Cigar Aficionado? And he said, you know, I, I've met uh, Marvin Shank and the owner. He, he actually uh, had dinner over my house a few times uh, on when it comes to the Cuban cigars and to learn from him from the Cuban cigars. He says, as far as uh, my brands, them writing about uh, my brands, he says, they have come to me and asked me when he was at the trade show, and I said to them, uh, the first question they asked was, tell us about the blend. Tell us about the different tobaccos you use. Uh, it's made in Costa Rica, but uh, is it Costa Rican tobacco? And he said, there is no Costa Rican tobacco in it at all. So they said, well, what kind of tobacco is it? And he says, I uh, would rather not say. I want to leave it to the imagination of the smoker and say, and they said, in order for us to write about this and to, and to give it a rating, you have to tell us the components. If you look in Cigar Aficionado, it'll say wrapper from here, binder from here, and it says it. And he says, no, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I said, that means they're not going to rate your cigar or do it. He, he said, I'm not saying what it is. It's such a copycat industry. I, I really feel for his plight in this case because if he says what it is, Everyone's going to flock to the place that he gets his tobacco, and then he's, it's going to be harder for him to get it. It's already difficult. He orders A-grade stuff to begin with, and then he sorts that twice yeah, yeah. to get to Atabay. I want you to know, this is not a limited-release cigar. It's not like... They do have a limited-release cigar. It's called Bandolero. Yes. They made 6,000 cigars, and that's, and that's all they made of that. That's a limited-release. It could not even be thought about as, as for Cigar Certainly of the Year, not. because that's it. This is continuing. This, they're going to continue to make it. They're going to change packaging up a bit. Right now, they made it in the jars. Ceramic. I think they yep. made 6,000 of every size of every jar. Uh, they have them in packs with the Humi tubes, and they have it different ways. Uh, they will change up the packaging, much like Cuba does. Listen, this is all he knows. He does what they do only because as he learns how we do it in America, he'll make changes. He wants to know. He needs to learn. Um, and, you know, I said to him, listen, tell him what the blend is so you get the rating. It's going to help retailers out. Um, you'll see it uh, on our store. We have it on our website, but it says call for pricing. And you can't actually just click the button and buy it. 
because he didn't want that to happen because he says, I don't want people to put the cigar out and discount it and do different things that I don't want to allow. And, you know, I said, so they call me up and I could, I could lie to you and say I'm going to sell it for 20 and sell it for 18 over the phone. Right. He said, well, I don't want it to be imprinted 18. I said, so you don't allow that to happen. You say, no, you must. They call it map pricing, minimum advertised price of sure. showing it. So uh, I never heard of that. He, he never heard of it. Uh, and I explained that to him. And he says, okay, if you promise not to do that, then you can end up doing so. We're going to make changes on our website and allow it to be able to click, and which means everybody will do that. So the people that are saying you can't find it, that was because of what he put this in is place. This conversation that, that happened this week. Right. Changes that are so happening in real time. I would say within a few weeks you'll you'll start seeing it popping up on websites that will be able to that carry the cigars, has carried the cigars for months uh, uh, that weren't allowed to end up having that button clicked. Now he is going to make that announcement that he can do that. How that will happen is he'll have his distributor contact the people and say that. Again, you're talking about a guy living in Cuba, living in Spain. Uh, this is going to, uh, you know, it's not going to be overnight, but I think it'll be pretty fast that you'll be able to uh, see those changes and be able to see it. He said he's going back and make the changes to the website uh, so you can see the list of retailers with their phone numbers and maybe email websites. Uh, because if you look on there now, all you see is the distributor and not right. uh, who has it. So uh, I, I've. Uh, got very, very friendly um, with Nelson uh, the three times that we've met. and um, He's a very touchy-feely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a chance to hang out with him and his son, and what a difference in how father and sons... Uh, and his son is 22 years old and 6 foot 2. Yeah. Wow. And he's, he's, a, he's a little guy. He is little. Yeah. So the the we're we're walking to go to dinner, Chuck, and David and I happen to be walking behind him talking about something, and they're up in front of us, and they're holding hands and yeah. swinging the arm and skipping, and it's like hmm. this is not how two men walk down the walkway. Uh, you're making us uncomfortable. What, what what's going they, on? Oh, they looked at me funny at the airport too. The, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just very very interesting how you know for my dad and I we're manly men. And I can't tell you the last time we even hugged. It's always a handshake and a, maybe a slap on the shoulder or a punch, and yeah. then that's it. The, yeah, he, he is that. And uh, at the show, and I've never met his wife yet, but he had a big portrait of his family in their booth. And his wife is a beautiful blonde, model beautiful blonde. And I assumed she was from Switzerland or right. something. Blonde, blue eyes. And he has a second son, a young son, uh, blonde, blue eyes also. And they are Cubans. She is a Cuban, blonde, blue eyes. I didn't know there was such a thing. But uh, they are. I guess yeah, there's some sort of uh, importation of uh, Scandinavian something that settled in Cuba 300 years ago. And then this is where the bloodline gets uh, yeah. the blonde hair and blue eyes from. So anyway... Uh, so, Chuck Morrison, can we hold another man's hand and walk down the street? Is that gentlemanly? Or? Uh, you know what? It's the 21st century, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. So that's my segue. That's the best it's going to be to the <laughs> gentleman's <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Oh, you are. You need a gentleman? Chuck Morrison, he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman. You wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Ladies. Your seat, 
fasten those seatbelts, ladies. We're about to get manly up in here. That's it. You need a gentleman. I love it. Hey, listen, don't don't uh, don't mistake kindness for weakness. All right, I don't consider myself a motivational speaker. If I'm anything, I'm an aggravational speaker. All right, I'll, I'll <laughs> get your butt in gear. Anyways. Gentlemen's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. So, speaking of which, Dave, your little segue here. I'm in the public spotlight, yep, right? Yeah. Speaker, trainer, coach. Now starting to hit the seminar circuit a little bit. Was in Austin, Texas recently. I'll be in Chicago coming up in April. Um, MassivePassiveLiving.com, by the way, is a new business slash company that I'm involved with. But the point is, I do a lot of networking, right? Meet a lot of people, and I see a lot of introductions, all right? some shameless plugs going on here. Hey, hey, where's the bell? Give me the bell. Thank you. Take them, baby. Take it. Uh, We've got the big game coming up tomorrow, right? Now, you're likely going to be at a party. You might be hosting a party. Here's my point, and here is this week's Gentleman's Way. Managing introductions, okay? Managing introductions. If you're with two people who don't know each other, but you know both of them. It is your responsibility. It is your duty as a gentleman to make that introduction. I have some steps for you here. Okay. Okay? I'm ready. The person of higher social rank should have the second person introduced to him or her. That is to say, the person of lower rank is the one who should be presented to the person of higher rank. Let me give you an example here. For example, Dave, I'd like to introduce you to my good friend, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, in this example, is the person of lower rank. What? Now. Absolutely. Correct. What the hell? Correct. This is the dumbest segment I've ever heard in my whole life. This is, this is I re- understand this completely. This is relatively easy in some And I agree. This is relatively easy in some situations. But here are some clear guidelines. I'm sure you stressed over that situation, you little, jerk. What is a little less clear cut? All right. Now, I might so, be like. Cap- so. so yeah. You introduce me to Mr. Jonathan or Jonathan? No, you, you introduce the person of lower rank to True. the person of higher rank. Okay. So you actually did it correct. You introduced David to me. No, I introduced you to David. David, I don't think this that's is how Mr. You Jonathan. Oh. He's, David, he's I would like David. to introduce you. I would like to introduce you to Mr. To Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan. Ah. The man of lower rank. Do you get to announce that someone's lower rank? No, nope. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> you just say it. Okay. <laughs> Let me give you some tips here, and this might be Captain Obvious, but you would be so surprised by what you see out there. People don't have the etiquette nowadays. So, for example, younger people should always be presented to older people, right? I'm telling you, I've been out in the circuits. I've been around networking. You don't see it all the time, all right? Men should be presented to women, okay? And lay people should be presented to members of authority, right? Military members, uh, people of higher rank, for example. If you're still confused, just go with your best judgment, all right? You can start out with an introduction by saying the name of the person of higher rank, for example, Dave, and then the person you're going to introduce. I'd like to introduce you to so-and-so. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Jonathan, for example. Or, Dave, this is X, and name that person of lower rank, all right? Now, after the two people have greeted each other, offer some information about that other person. For instance, you might say, David... This is Mr. Jonathan. I've known him since before. He was a cigar smoker. Oh, my God, how much he's grown. Nice. Okay? That might make it a little more palatable now that I know I'm lower ranking. Or you're at a Super Bowl party, right? Um, Jill here is my friend's, is my, is my wife's BFF from high school, and you would introduce that person. All right? Uh, it's important that whatever you say should be able to start or sustain a conversation. 
you're, you're kind of not only the manager of the introduction here, but you're also kind of an icebreaker. You want to get the conversation going. So again, if you can offer something about that person that you're introducing, because they don't know each other, but you know them both, you just you break the ice. All fired up over there. I yeah, love I'm it. all fired yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? So again, <laughs> we have a big game coming up. People are going to be at a lot of parties. Uh, you might be hosting one. You're going to have people perhaps that don't know each other. This is an opportunity to be a gentleman and exude these new skills. I like it. Right? Now, very, very interesting, Chuck. Advanced instruction. I have some advanced instructions. You All call right. it 102 or 202. I don't even know. Well, but whatever. Advanced instructions. This is what you'd say to, to my good friend Dennis over here. All right, Dennis. Listen Chuck, up, buddy. Let me introduce you to Dennis. Because Dennis nice is job. more powerful than you. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is. but So, so Sergeant uh, Smith, yes. I want to introduce you to Chuck Morrison. Oh, to, you're better than a sergeant? To, no, I'm not. He's No, but, but uh, Sergeant... Chuck, I want to introduce you to Corporal... Ah, that's what you're doing here. Yes, yes. Or General Smith, I want to introduce you to Private Yeah, Correct? Yes. Okay. okay, I got you. You got me? Yeah. All right. Now, when... This is advanced stuff here. When you're being introduced to someone else... So, Mr. Jonathan... Uh, rather, David, this is my good friend, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, here's what you do as the person being introduced... You want to look that person in the eye and maintain contact. And the key part is is to remember that person's name. I'm, I can't tell you how far that will take you in life if you just remember someone's oh, name. Because my first in instinct when that happened was to punch you in the throat. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have that one subside. Anytime <laughs> you, you get introduced, Chuck, by Chuck, you, Chuck is going to introduce me to people, and I'm going to want to punch him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> this is where this is now you'll know. Now, like, see, I'm giving some inside tips here. Now you'll know. Am I the higher-ranking person <laughs> or the low-ranking person here? Uh, and, and, and really, to kind of become that higher-ranking person, Mr. Jonathan, the opportunity for you is that when you are introduced, engage the conversation. So, Dave, how long have you been in the cigar industry, for example? So you're kind of raising your rank a little bit. If that makes any sense. This is advanced stuff here. I want to help you guys grow. Become a gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. Live life at a higher level. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, we have anything else here? Um, it's not rocket science, right? Um, yeah. Just personalize the encounter. You know, move some mountains. Again, introduce that shy person, for example. You know, lower rank, higher rank. We'll make it a little bit more uh, realistic here. You know, if you get a shy person in the group and they don't know someone, you know, introduce that person to the person that might be the social animal. Like, you know... Chuck, this is Michelle. Uh, she's my wife's friend. You know, that way Michelle's not having to kind of step, step outside her comfort zone, if you will. But yeah. the key here is, you know, the higher rank, lower rank, introduce the person to lower rank to the higher rank. It just makes it that much more comfortable. And if you can engage the conversation in the process, you will be moving mountains. You will become a gentleman. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? And I've been doing it wrong for years. Say I have a, a cigar celebrity that's here. Nelson Alfonso is here in the room. Yes. I would say, Nelson... This is Chuck Morrison. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, that is the correct way to do it, but the way... Because well, you're saying it? I'm the higher rank. No, no. No, 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 no. I would say um, the right way to do it is to say, Nelson Alfonso, this is Chuck Morrison. Yes. He does the radio show yes, for us. Yes, yes. As opposed to, I would say, Chuck, I want you to meet Nelson Alfonso. Wrong. Exactly wrong. Yes, yes. You want to introduce people to Alfonso because he's of higher rank. Does that make sense? That would be yes. okay with. Your throat would be safe. So like you said, you know, hey, Alfonso, uh, this is Chuck Morrison from Making Mountains Move. Chuck, this is Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. I've absolutely been doing it wrong. Well, now you know. Now I know. That's and why now we I'm do the segments. And knowing it's half the battle. And that's brought to you by Devonia Rum. Uh, by the way, uh, while Nelson was up here, he didn't want to smoke his own cigars. Quite the opposite of most manufacturers that come up. He says, no, I smoke my cigars all the time. I want to smoke something uh, different. Let me look around. 
and he, his eye was caught by Debonair. So he says, what is this? And I said, well, I'll tell you a little about him. And he smoked a cigar, and he said, very, very good cigar. Very good. Top, top, fantastic cigar. And then started saying what kind of tobacco was used in it by yeah. tasting it. I, I didn't have the Remarkable answers. palate. Yeah. Wow. So knows his stuff for sure. So that's that. You mentioned the big game. Did mention the big game. You got to call it the big game because we're not supposed to say, I don't know say you, the other thing. I think you can say it. I just can't say it like in a, as a contest. You know what I mean? You can't use it as a promotional piece. Oh, so, good. I'll so, say it. So you can say, hey, the Super Bowl no. tomorrow. You know, I just like... No, because I'm going to talk about it as a contest. Okay. <laughs> Big game. So I'm going to uh, uh, end up telling you, we've been doing the past two weeks gearing up for the game. When you come in and you make a certain purchase or something, we throw you into a game. And it's not Super Bowl squares or anything like that uh, that everybody does. We try to do a little something different. And what we try to do is make a super smoking game. Again, keeping the name of yep. the thing out yep. of it. The super smoking game. So simply guess... The correct outcome of the 10 questions in win back whatever you purchased. So if you came up and bought a single cigar and you won, you would win a single cigar. If you came up and bought $1,000 worth of cigars and you answered all 10 questions right, you get, next time you come in, oh, you got them all, here's that, what you ordered last time, back for free. So you wouldn't get a gift card necessarily for 1000 You get, you get whatever thing. you bought. Whatever you bought is what you're going to win back. So... Uh, some simple questions it starts off with, who will win the coin toss, Baltimore or San Francisco? Baltimore. I'm going I'm to actually put this down. We're going to put you in here. <laughs> All right. Okay? Um, so this is Chuck guessing the ten questions. Who will commit the first penalty, Baltimore or San Francisco? Uh, first penalty. Baltimore, false start. You don't have to get into what it is, but that's the answer. <laughs> but it's all right. It's good for the people. Um, I'm going to put that there because uh, I'm good. We'll see how uh, how good you can uh, really How well will the Patriots do in this Super Bowl? Not at all. Oh, That's not all a right. question. Uh, the first score of the game will be A, a touchdown, B, a field goal, C, a safety, D, no score. The first score of the game, what will it be? What do you mean by no score? Is that a trick question? You're saying? Yeah, 0-0. Zero, zero, there's no score. Oh. Game ends. Oh, okay. Does, can that even happen? Uh, no, there'd have to be a winner. They'd have to be a winner. See, so I'm not the biggest sports fan, so I don't even know that. So That's all right. Um, touchdown, field goal, safety. First score of the game. It's going to be a field goal. It's going to be a field goal. Going field that's goal. That's B. Uh, and that's the only options you could have. You guys right? can play along yep. with I'm us not messing at home. You're not messing anything else. Because I did this myself. Yep. Uh, who will call the first timeout, Baltimore or San Fran? Baltimore. Baltimore, first timeout. Who will lead the game in the first half, San Baltimore Francisco. or San Francisco? See, you know, I didn't put uh, a tie. Ah. Mm. Oh, at halftime, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It could be tied. Could be tied, and then everybody would lose. <laughs> so this the goes to the goes to the uh, house on that one. <laughs> I like that. So that's a mistake on my part. Hey, you gotta have actually. house odds, right? Yeah. Who will have more first quarter passing yards? Baltimore or San Francisco? First quarter passing yards. First quarter, San Francisco will. San Francisco will. I'm going to put, I have no idea, because I don't follow football. That's it, so that's why I'm not asking you the question. Who will be the first team to punt? Baltimore or San Francisco, first team to punt. First team to punt will be Baltimore. Will be Baltimore. And, you know, you could, a non-sports fan could answer these questions. Yeah, multiple choice. And win. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now we're getting into into some difficulty. We're on number eight. There's only ten questions. Okay. What color will the Gatorade or liquid... B, that is dumped on the head coach of the winning team. It will be... Uh, you got a multiple choice here. Clear, mm-hmm. water, uh, B, orange, yellow, red, green, 
blue or none of the above. It's going to be yellow. It's going to be yellow. Yep. It'll probably be Gatorade. Yep. And Mr. Johnson, that's a segue into your Gatorade question. Okay. Ooh. Number nine. Who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? Oh. A, teammate. Teammates. B, coach. C, family. D, God. E, the owner. F, none of the above, but somebody. And G, doesn't thank anybody. So who would the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? If it was me, I'd pull a Rodney Dangerfield and thank myself, but I'm going to go with uh, God. Uh, okay, God. I need to thank me. Remember that? You told yes, me about I that know. bit. I remember that. Uh, and number 10, who will win the Super Bowl? Your Super Bowl winner will be the uh, team in San Francisco. San Francisco is going to win. Okay, so this is Chuck's answer. Right, I'm going to give you this. That. This is for you to keep it. You, right. tell, you tell us next week, be honest, how well you did. Okay. Okay? That's what we're doing here, just having a little fun. But uh, usually it's Gatorade that they, they pour on the head coach after he yeah. wins. All right, so Gatorade, speaking of Gatorade, will start. <laughs> it was just a layup. Jeez, I had to lay you up, baby. Oh, uh, Where are you going with this, Dave? Uh, yeah, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right, I've got a bit. Uh, Gatorade is going to stop putting brominated vegetable oil, also known as BVO. Stop putting? Stop. Correct. That they means will, they use it now. They use it now. Brominated vegetable oil. no longer oil. have brominated vegetable brominated. oil. Brominated. BVO, it's called. It's a synthetic chemical used as a flame retardant. Uh, they're going to stop putting it in their product. In a laxative, probably. A barrage of complaints, Explains according to the Los Angeles Times. Uh, they have been considering removing BVO from its beverages from some time. Why did they consider putting it in in the first place? I'm not sure. Uh, they use it to distribute the color evenly. Okay. Uh, so they, now you're going to have to shake it a little bit. They were spurred to act sooner, receiving overwhelming pressure from, a, uh, from customers. Uh, reporting back to them, uh, and a uh, petition started on Change.org was initiated by a 15-year-old girl, uh, and it took off. Over 200,000 supporters, uh, and Gatorade is saying that the 200,000 supporters did not inspire the decision. However, the no, yeah, sure, <laughs> the uh, the feedback not. was the main impetus. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, BVO is actually banned in Japan and in the European Union. So, you know, we have the FDA looking at tobacco products. The Cigars. FDA approved BBO yes. to be in Gatorade. It's allowed. And now it's, uh, it's and a, and turns a, out it's, it's stored in human tissues. Uh, and on mice, it uh, produced reproductive and behavioral problems. Uh, and it's used, as I said, to distribute color throughout the bottle equally. Stop putting this crap in our stuff. So yeah. now imagine now there's there's all this these problems with uh, people with mental disorders shooting up schools and shooting up office buildings. Yeah. And do you think maybe, just maybe, since this produces behavioral problems, it's a fact that maybe these people were drinking Gatorade, and the problem I isn't don't know. guns. I don't want to go as far as that. I'm but just it, saying it's not good. I'm not going to blame a school shooting on Gatorade. No. I would go that far. Yeah, I know you would. But it's not good, and get rid of it. You've got to be kidding me. I had no idea it was in there. And I don't drink Gatorade anyways, but, uh, yeah. Disgusting. Gatorade has electrolytes, and it's supposedly good for you. You know what electrolytes are? No. The electrolytes in Gatorade are Sounds good, whatever. Salt. This high co content of salt 
uh, salt has minerals in it, and your body does need minerals, but your body does not need the minerals in the So why don't they, why don't they say McDonald's delivered. French fries has electrolytes? That's so a great question. I don't know. And, and uh, all I've ever heard was Gatorade. Oh, you should have some Gatorade. You should have water. You should have water from a well, water from a spring, and this is where you're going to get your minerals and your electrolytes and all that stuff. Drink fruit juice. You don't need to be drinking colored water, water from the, from the faucet. Salt in it. Yeah. Water from the faucet like the old days. Right. Yeah. How about out of the garden hose like a man? I don't know about that. It's disgusting. I did it for years. Oh, yeah. Years. Explains all day. Explains a lot. Huh? Explains, Explains a lot. A lot. The plastics from garden hoses is not good for you. Yeah, but you're in the hot summer day, and you just need to... And it tastes like awesome. the, the hose. I don't know about no. awesome. It's it tastes like, like you let hose. it run for a few seconds before yeah. you do it. You, it's washing it you out. Ever, you ever <laughs> it washes out automatically. Have you ever had the end of the hose be in the shade, and the rest of it's in the what? sun, and so you go to start drinking it, and it's cold, and then all of a sudden you get blasted with ridiculously hot water, and you drink it... I did it as a kid. Yeah, I don't remember. Drinking out of a hose. <laughs> Disgusting. So anyway, uh, I am down to the fingertips on this. Me too. And uh, I probably went 45 minutes with the Robusto, like I said I normally do, because I didn't get an hour out of it. This is more than an hour, man. We've been smoking this thing for an hour and a half. Really? We started at 12:30. Yeah. Oh, all right. We got an but hour and a half. We I, I never smoke a cigar this well. Never. But I don't have another one lined up. This is his show. This is about this cigar at a bay. So we didn't want to get into another cigar right. anyway, so, but to smoke it down this low, uh, it's just the size of my, my uh, thumb right now. Any more than this, I need something to, to hold it. I can't get it's any. the length of your thumb. I don't know if it's the size of your so, thumb. So, you, got, so. you got some sausage thumbs there, man. I do, huh? <laughs> so I can't go. I can't go. I can, I can feel the heat in my yeah. holding it. So I'm, I'm at the very tail end, but, but good thing we're almost wrapping up the show anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, your gentleman's segment, yes, we are going to have on the show on February 16th, Gentleman John Bridges. He wrote a book, How to Become a Gentleman. So we're going to bring him on, and uh, we'll learn a little from him from a pro. He didn't interview me for the book. That's kind of odd. He did an interview for you? No, he did not. He, he should have. He did not. He did not. Well, yes, maybe, he it's, maybe it's a sequel. Well, yeah, and now you, you make a connection uh, to him. Um, what else do we got coming up in February? Uh, Pro Cigar Festivals in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I will be going to that, so we're going to have to tape a show on the 23rd because I'll still be there during it, but I'll find out what's happening in the Dominican Republic uh, uh, and uh, for cigars and things like that and report back to you of the Pro Cigar Festival, which I always miss by a day or two. I show up there when it's just wrapping up. This time I'm going to go early, so I'm going to end up seeing it for the first time. Get some video. I should. I should at least get audio anyway. Yeah. Um, what else do we have in February? Um, February 27th, National Cigar Smoking Day. We're going to have to do something with that. Uh, we got... Uh, um, George Sosa from Alec Bradley coming up at the beginning of March. Is he a Dirty Hooligan? Dirty Hooligan Cigar is coming up. That's what he's going to be talking all about. So that's it. Um, we are going to uh, be spinning and winning next week in the Nashua store. And you'll see what that's all about. And uh, talking Valentine's Day cigars. So that's what's coming up. So for Sean in the studio, Chuck Morrison by our side, Mr. Jonathan, David Garofalo. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And this week you've learned two things. <laughs> Keep the lid end out of your mouth and quit drinking Gatorade until they take that brominated vegetable oil out. <laughs>